All right, welcome everybody to our latest Between the Races podcast on the MX Vice Network. Thank you everyone for listening and supporting the site. We really appreciate it. We'd firstly like to thank our sponsors in Monster Energy, Fox Racing, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, AS3 Performance, Kawasaki, and even Strokes for their incredible support. As without them, none of this would be possible. So for this week's episode, we have an absolute belter. Very special guest known to the audience all over the world. We've got Liam Everts of Red Bull KTM, fresh off his first MX2 podium at Trentino. How are you, mate? Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, mate. Thanks for joining us. And, um, so, yeah, certainly a really good way to kick kick your uh, season into gear on the weekend. The riding was brilliant. You handled that very sketchy track extremely well. Um, yeah, how is it from your perspective? Yeah, good. Um yeah, I really didn't expect it to come this early and on this track. Um, but yeah, my starts were good and my riding was good. Um, I knew my race pace it was already very good. Um, so yeah, I, I ran with Iago the first race. It felt a bit like a practice ride because um, we see each other sometimes in France or whatever it is. So it felt quite quite normal to me. Um but then 10 minutes before the end, I, I got very bad stomach cramps. So that's why I had to let him go a bit there. And then Andrea catch me at the end, uh, which was good enough for P3. So still very happy with that. And then, uh, yeah, second race again, very good start. And, uh, yeah, Andrea caught me in the beginning. I made a little mistake there and then uh, passed Thibault. And then I managed to get uh, a third again, which was good enough for P2. So, yeah, super stoked. Uh First podium and uh, one and two for the team, so super weekend. Yeah, mate, it was it was a really excellent performance. We didn't know about those stomach cramps, obviously. How, how was there any reason for that particularly, or just you get that off? Uh, I don't know. I I just think it was mainly stress, just not yeah. not being really used to running up there. So no, it was it was not the not not the most fun, but yeah. I managed to to end the race well. So um, no, second moto was all good. Second moto yeah. at the end, I felt actually the best I felt all weekend. And uh, yeah, it showed. Um, my lap times were still good. Last two laps. So, of course, I had Kai pushing in in uh, in the back of me, so which kept me sharp. But uh, no, it was a, two, good, two very good races. Yeah, your technique definitely hold you, held you in good stead at the end there because uh, the, the track was pretty brutal by then, I'd imagine. How, how did you find the track? And obviously, to Talk about the the Adamo battle as well. That was pretty awesome. You guys exchanged some um some good duels, and uh, it was pretty special for both of you getting on the podium as well. I bet. Yeah, I mean the track. Yeah, it, it, I mean it's just the nature there. It always gets quite sketchy, but I um, I quite like it. It's it's slippery, and you have to be very gentle on the throttle. And yeah, technique is a big factor there. Um, but I think they did a great job of prepping the track. Um, Saturday was a bit more ruts and they had some rain on Thursday. So, and then Sunday got a bit more loose and there were more berms than ruts. So, um, I think the track changed Saturday on Sunday a little bit, but yeah, it's always a sketchy track. Track. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly. Put a, put a lot of we were talking to Adam Sterry and obviously James spoke to a lot of the riders afterwards just saying yeah how how it developed over the weekend and um yeah you had had that sort of balance of the soft stuff and then the concrete sort of uh by the end of the weekend it was pretty much that hard so no you did really well mate and um obviously just talk, I'm just gonna 
jot back to Adamo as well with with you two guys and um you had a pretty good embrace after that race obviously you guys were super stoked Tony was out there uh giving you a hug as well was that must have been a pretty cool moment did you get a chance to soak it in or it's just you you know yeah just... it was very cool um yeah, Andrea was riding very good this weekend um I think the best of all the guys in MX2 with the home crowd and yeah it was just all round it was complete so uh, he deserved to win in my eyes. Also, Yago deserved to win, of course, with that second race he rode. Um, and then, yeah, coming across the finish line with Tony there, it was a nice moment. Like, um, two new riders in the team and, yeah, going one and two in round four, I don't think yeah, a lot of people expected this. But, uh, I, I mean, I didn't either, so uh, it was nice. Yeah, you sort of mentioned you've just been building sort of not too much spotlight on you. Obviously, the season... It started okay, probably, you know, a couple of ninths at the yeah. start and then sort of picked up I some mean, momentum in Switzerland. That's a bit what I wanted. I didn't want to make a headline or whatever it might be in round one, two or three. After round four, then you see a bit who's who and, and where the season's going. And that's where I wanted to come into the season. And that's what worked. I mean, Argentina... I had a little injury. I was <laughs> I was quite sick all weekend. So, I mean, it, all, all in all, Argentina was quite okay, except for the second race. Then, um, then yeah, Sardinia was a very difficult weekend for me. And then since Swiss, we we really got into the groove, and it was a step in the right direction. And then uh, yeah, Arco was was great. Yeah, I definitely find the find the pace you have is excellent. Like, you, there's no problems with that. It's just sort of sometimes it's all about how you feel or putting it together on the weekend, isn't it? Because yeah. obviously, yeah, dealing yeah, with pressure just, and uh, the puzzle complete was always, uh, I say, um, a big, big thing for me to get to get that right. And uh, this time we got it right, so it's nice and um, it's a big load off my shoulders. Um, pressure is a bit off um so that's that's good for me yeah it's definitely a big one to get out of the way um you know it's not easy that class is pretty pretty heavily stacked obviously the all the nestan guys and yago and tebow and, and your teammates and yeah it's it's not easy to get that podium even though um yeah you know, not, you know. not only just the guys around there they're very fast and but also just carrying the name on your shoulders everybody expects you to do well and yeah. compares you to to my my dad my grandfather it's not always easy, um, but yeah, this this was um, something I at least did to do the same as them. Um, so yeah, it's at yeah. least something that, that yeah, I beat well, at their thing. So yeah, well, three generations of Everts on podiums in GPs, like it's impressive, mate. No one, no one really would. It's not really something you can relate to someone with because it's such a unique situation you're in and. You know the pressure and the, the the weight of expectation must be um quite massive, mate. So um, have you found that very challenging to deal with growing up? Obviously, yeah, how, how do you manage it? Yeah, sometimes it really gets to me, especially this winter was was sometimes quite hard. Um, yeah, you just gotta. There's no way around it, you know. Once once you enter the track, you. You you immediately get compared to your your dad, and that uh, that's not always easy. I'm, I'm myself, and it will will take a a long long time if it ever will that uh that I just call get called Liam Everts and not the son of. So um, yeah. it's something I get used to, and 
I just have to get to deal with, you know. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been tough sometimes, and uh, but it teaches you a lot of things. So no, it's uh, this was nice to to at least get uh, some type of relief. Um, yeah, mate. You're doing a good job forging your own name, that's for sure. Because um, yeah, you know, you're so young as well. It's not, it's you know, that sort of pressure's you know hard, hard for adults to deal with, let alone dealing with it your whole yeah. life. And, and it's uh, it's credit to yourself. And some 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 guy at the Belgian media actually told me I actually beat it then because they got on the podium in their first one with a third overall, and now they did it with a second. So <laughs> at least I beat them at something. So um, no. I mean, it, it's nice to get that podium and, and be the third generation, but it also brings a lot of pressure, like I said. Yeah, no, it's good, mate. And you're obviously training with your, with your dad and how's, how's it all going? You you come into the season really well, fit, healthy, um, ready to attack it? Yeah, I mean, now in my eyes, the season only starts after four races. Like I said, you you see who's who, who's contending, who's there for podiums, who's there for top five and who's consistent, who's not. And this this is just the start of the season. Uh, there are how many, 15, 16 rounds left. So it's a very long season. Yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a strange sort of start because all the tracks have been quite unique, very different. Um, probably not the best gauge of where everyone's at just because of the way they have formed. But um, how have you found sort of each weekend and dealing with the tracks and, and have you found bike setup difficult to adapt to each one or are you pretty dialed with it? No, I'm I'm pretty dialed. Even even though like Sardinia, I had a I had a bad weekend, but you got to find out if the problem is you or the problem is the bike, and the problem was me there. So then I don't change anything. You just gotta face this and then reset and go again. In my eyes, there's no point of of changing when it was good. Yeah. If you're you're not good enough yourself this weekend, you gotta face this and and just come back and take the the kick in the ass and then come back stronger. So, um, I mean, the tracks, yeah, have been a mix. Uh, Argentina, of course, very um, notorious track, let's say. Um, a lot of big crashes there. and uh, But overall, I enjoyed my time there. Um, then we went to Sardinia, big sand track. Um, I had quite big hopes, maybe too big. So, um, this turned a bit, uh, a bit on me. Um, and then uh, for Switzerland, this was a track nobody really knew, but uh, I really enjoyed it on Saturday on the poly race. It was uh, a lot deeper than on Monday, so it made it a lot techni- more technical. Um, but like I said, Monday was uh, a step in the right direction for me. And then Arco is also quite sketchy track. So yeah, now we go to Portugal, which is again... Uh, a soil on its own in my eyes. Yeah. And there's not really a GP so comparable to it. It's also my first time riding there. So um just looking forward to it and see how it goes. Yeah, it's pretty cool uh, mindset you got, mate. Obviously, no excuses kind of attitude. Whereas if, you know, you just uh, you own it, if there's something not right, you just take it on your shoulders. You don't look for someone to blame. But um, it's obviously a good environment no, you've got. It makes no sense in my eyes to do this. And you gotta take responsibility for this and if you how my mindset is if you're gonna blame something else and you know it's not this it will not bring you forward so um i keep this in my mind and 
just check where the problem's at and then we try and fix it and make it better. It's the yeah. only thing we can do. Yeah, nice. Well said. And um, with the team, obviously, I spoke to Harry Norton. I spoke to Adamo a few weeks back and um, they said how good the environment is. Um, the bike, you know, they do a lot of work with you on the bike and, and Norton was especially mentioning with a lot of with you young guys, just to, he's happy to be patient with you guys. He doesn't care if you're not getting top fives every week because, you know, it's better to be on the bike. And obviously with last year, you missed a bit with injury too. So he's just happy of your guys that you guys are there getting the minutes in putting the work in and just building that base. Is that how you've seen it? The, the environment's great for, you know, success. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And they have this history of, of uh, building champions, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's a whole new team. Everyone's still settling in, but the, um, the group is good and the atmosphere is good. And, yeah, like Harry said, this you just got to click off laps and, and do what you can. You do your job and, and they'll do they do their job and then uh, what the end result is it it will be you know you could if it's not good then you got to change again and and make it better you know so yeah. uh i i think he does a great job of of course stepping up from a, a mechanic to a technical director is uh, is not easy but uh, i think he's uh, adapting well yeah it's good to see good to see an Aussie uh doing so well as well mate but um how, how have you personally find the the bike are you you're very happy with this particular model this generation I spoke to Andrea he said he had quite a few issues with it at, at first um just sort of learning how to find the limits and um riding you know he said he said he, had, he felt he had to ride quite hard to get the best out of it um how's it been for you mm, no for me this change went quite easy um of course I'm I'm a very different rider than Andrea He's uh, a lot more aggressive on the bike. Well, I'm more fluent, more on the pegs, let's say. Um, so my change has gone well, not not with many issues, let's say. Yeah, so obviously pretty handy at um, testing and all that kind of thing. You know what you're looking for. You feel things pretty well. Obviously, you, your family are probably, uh, you, you've got a really good idea of what, what's good and what isn't. So you're pretty pretty handy at that. Yeah. They can they can have that idea, but when it comes down to it, I gotta be happy on the bike and uh, I gotta perform on it. So, um, no, I mean that that's gone gone well. I'm also from the mindset not to test too much. If things are good, they are good. You know, there's no point of looking looking even further and further to get lost at some point. So, um, no, that that's gone gone well for me. Yeah, mate. Sounds like you know you know. You're pretty firm in what you what your uh, what your aims are and how to handle it. And have you got much input from um, how's Kyroli been having him around? Obviously, he's transitioned into that role. Is is he uh, maybe not really have so much to do with you during the week, but on the race day, his advice would probably be quite useful. Yeah, he's he's also stepping into the new job, coming yeah, retiring as a, a professional rider and now as a team manager uh, is something new. Um, but it's great to have his advice there and, and have him uh, at the race, of course. Yeah, yeah, he's sort of one of the one of the best ever, like your old man, that's for sure. And um, obviously, it's pretty cool seeing Belgium. You know, you know the, the the level of talent coming out of the country. Obviously, with the Conan brothers, Yago, yourself, Brent, um, must be pretty exciting. Looking forward just for the the nation and obviously for for the motocross nations, which you've obviously uh, you did pretty well yeah. at and um, had a good crack and had. How are you? How are you, do you sort of see the new generation coming through, and how how did you find the nation personally for you? Yeah, the new generation. I'm I'm 
I'm still part of it. I'm not really a veteran. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, having Yago on a 450, hopefully, again. Um, and then maybe maybe Brent or myself or Lucas on a 250. Mm. Then we have to see. Um, but I really want to race again. And Motocross of Nations is, is uh, yeah, one of the best events of the season. It's a super race. And, and uh, for sure, in France now this year, this will be... Uh, yeah, huge atmosphere. How did you find Redbud, mate? Was it was it uh, sort of just really eye opening, or the, the atmosphere looked pretty intense and like just crazy? Like the people love, they just love it, you know. Especially over there, and obviously France yeah, is pretty it's, awesome. It's Enjoy it. Than in, it's it's yeah, it was a big big trip, let's say, and it was uh, quite overwhelming for me at yeah. first. So. Uh yeah, it was something special, but I managed to make the most out of it. I think I got fourth overall or third. Mm. Was close with Marvin. Uh, Marvin, I know this. So, um, I mean, no, I I enjoyed it, and uh, it's always a, a bit of a bonus race. So, it uh, it's always nice to race this. Yeah, mate, you definitely you you and uh you and your teammates should whoever they are should be pretty close to to mixing it with the top guys at the French and the Aussies and the Americans. Yeah, so it's exciting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I hope we can. So, yeah. Um, last year was already better than the year before. So, um, yeah, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, and just looking, taking a look back at last season, obviously the injury at, at the beginning and, you know, didn't quite go as smoothly as you would have liked. But what were your overall takeaways from it? Obviously, it's still a really good learning experience and just to get that first full full season, I guess, adapting to things, uh, full calendar, this kind of stuff, you you feel content with it and it's given you a decent platform to, you know, come in this season well. Yeah. Um, yeah, the injury uh, on my left finger. Mm, then I came in, Arco again, uh, I came back. Uh, and it, it was, a, I mean, a very good season, actually. Just the progress was, was visibly there. Coming in top 15, top 10, top 5, just missing out on the podium some occasions, so... Um, no, I think overall it was a great learning year. Yeah, no, it was impressive, mate. I remember writing an article about it all, and it was just yeah, just building momentum into this year and um, getting to race those yeah. guys and and the, the intensity. Did you find the step up the MX two that the intensity was the key thing, which a lot of guys would say was that the biggest challenge? No, not for me. I that that change was better for me, in a way. Um, you had the Saturday and the Sunday format. There's a lot more time you have on the track, and I'm a rider who really needs this. Um, so this this change was better from EMX for me. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think it went went quite well also. Yeah, and obviously this year with the qualifying race points, have you found that you know not a problem? Happy with it? No dramas? No, nothing. There's a lot of talk about this in my eyes. But I think it it should stay. It's always been there. If you if you look at the MotoGP uh, or Formula One, they even race three days. Of course, they don't have practice in a week. But I think it should stay on a two day format. It should not be a one day format. You should not go to Indonesia or whatever for a one day racing for one practice and two races. So. Um, it is MXGP is a world championship, <clears throat> and in my eyes, it should say a two day. 
Yeah, yeah, it's fair enough. Obviously, you know, it's a long way, and all the fans, they probably it's good for the fans, that kind of thing. Um, yep. yeah, it's you can't keep everyone happy, I guess, but um, the racing's been pretty good on those days as well. Well, also, you will always have the positive and the negative sides of it. Um, but that's just how our life life is. I mean, yeah, yeah, it throws up some pretty interesting things, obviously, with the points and uh, having to manage weekends and manage the season, like yeah, exactly. you already mentioned. <laughs> If you look at look at Jorge, he's he's collecting. I think he did he do the last one as well. Did he win the qualifier? No, he didn't win the last one. But yeah, the other ones, yeah. Yeah, but he, he won the last three before the three yeah. before that. He won so that thirty points. Yeah, it counts, you know. Yeah. So, um, it changes things up for sure. Yeah, and um, what's your sort of take on the MXGP class this year? Obviously, there's that sort of breakaway four that are looking right on top and they're probably going to be the battlers. Um, Obviously your teammate Jeffrey's looking pretty good. That that second moto at Arco was pretty ominous for the competition, but obviously he's still working his way back, but it's amazing, isn't it? Good class as well. Yeah. The second race, I, I haven't watched it back yet, but it was uh, apparently quite, quite spectacular. Mm. Uh, I saw him turn some lap times from, from uh time practice still. So uh, yeah, quite, quite impressive. Um, but yeah, there, there are a lot of guys, you know, Jorge, he's quite consistent. He's there. And um, Maxime is also there, and Jeffrey. And then I don't know who the fourth guy is. I think it's Somme. Favre, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it can go anyway. It's it's still too early for me to say. Yeah, it's looking like obviously Roman and, and Jeffrey came into the, the season not quite 100% with uh, their, their their respective injuries. And then, yeah, Prado and Maxime yeah. had pretty good, you know, they're in a good base, really healthy. And Renault's a pretty pretty yeah, yeah. Uh, spirited competitor. He's pretty fierce and he does everything he can to win. So it's a pretty yeah, cool exactly. balance of guys. Uh, he's a great rider. He's a great guy. And he has a real uh, winner's mentality. Yeah. He uh, will not stop till he gets what he wants. So. Uh, I respect that, and uh, yeah, that I hope they have a fair fight, and that the best will win. Yeah, no, and you're you're sitting seventh in um obviously the MX2 title, and you've you know making good mm-hmm. ground last weekend. Um, how do you see the, the the sort of championship in your class? Obviously, Yago and Adamo, then Benestant, the Wolf, Simon, and mm-hmm. then Rowan, and then you. So lots of heavy hitters in there too, mate. It's uh, must be fun racing against them every week. Yeah, exactly. I don't know which way it will go. Will will go Yago's way, Andreas way, or Thibaut, um, or someone else? I'm not really busy on that. I'm just focused on myself at the moment. So, um, again, here it's also early to say. Uh, there will still be a lot of things happening and a lot of drama. So, um, yeah, it's it's too early to say. Yeah, no worries, mate. And um, with, just with, with doing things like this and the media in general and social media and uh, the spotlight surrounding you guys, how do you deal with it? Do you find it annoying? Do you do you find it draining or do you enjoy doing a little bit of it? But um, you sort of got to manage it on race days, especially because you don't want to use your energy up. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. Uh, I like to be or come over to the media as, as yeah, friendly. I mean, just open to talk to and... and uh, of course, it, sometimes enough is enough when race is done. You just want to go home and uh, enjoy your time off also. So, um, yeah, it, everyone has a different balance in this and you got to find this your own way. Yeah, that sounds good, mate. And I've, it's interesting, obviously, at MX2, Jack Chambers coming over, an American. Good to 
good to see another one over there. Have you had a chance to speak to him? And um, what's your thought? It's, it's more Americans, the better. Uh, yeah, I had a chance to talk to him shortly in Swiss on Sunday when we had the day off. Uh, I think I met him in Red Bull actually with when I was talking to Jet Lawrence. Yep. Uh, I think they trained at the same training ground. So, no, it's cool to see um, that he's coming over um, and racing here. So, no, uh, nice to see. Yeah, and you're a fan of the, obviously, AMA Supercross and Motocross. Have you have got any key takeaways you've uh, seen from that series? Yeah, of course, I follow it. So, um, Supercross, for myself, I'm not really interested in riding it. Yeah. Just uh, to watch it, let's say. Um, but yeah, there's still some some techniques and some moves they do that that are very useful in our in our sport, um, our over in Europe as well. So uh, yeah, it's it's always I always keep an eye open to see what they do. I'm sure they do the same with us. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's uh, two different worlds. Let's say you yeah. got the. You never, you never don't, don't have any interest in doing the Supercross one day. Obviously, the the Conan brothers oh. do this kind of thing. It's um, you you want to do it, specialize in what what you know and what you're good at. I'm at the moment zero interest of going there. Um, I really, I'm focused on on just building up a career here, and and my dream is to be a world champion, and that's an MXGP class or MX2 class. Yeah, I liked it. That's good. Uh, at least sort of good to see that this seems like a lot of dudes are like, yeah, I want to go to America. Uh, I hear so many mate. guys want, want, want to go over. So I, I don't know exactly why, uh, yeah. but I uh, I enjoy Europe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good. good place to be, mate. You've got under a great team and obviously um, VR won the title with your team and then left for America. How have you seen his uh, progress over there? It's it's been a bit of ups, ups and downs, but he should come into his own outdoors once he gets yeah, tracks. Yeah, Supercross has been quite rough for him, um, but I, I'm sure he will figure it out. And yeah, especially outdoors, he I think the the goal is is high high for him um, to do well there. Um, and then um, yeah, Supercross. I'm I don't know how many rounds does he have left? Two? Or... Yeah, just a couple, I think. Yeah, no, maybe he will stand on the podium. I think he has a speed too. He has a technique too. It's just yeah, getting that that puzzle round and yeah. uh yeah, just to be patient. And I'm sure he will figure it out. He's he's not a two time world champion for nothing. So yeah, absolutely, mate. And just a couple more before I let you go. Um, sort of, do you have a few hobbies outside of motocross to keep you keep your mind off it and just to relax a bit? Is there and things you like doing, food you like to eat. Obviously, James was asking all the Italian guys how he how he likes pineapple <laughs> on pizza, and um, that didn't go down too well with them. <laughs> well, now it's coming spring again here, so I like to do some golfing when I can. Uh, and then I started a bit with my practice mechanic. He's very much into darting, you know, with the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I started to do this sometime. Then I go over for dinner, and then we play some darts. So yeah. Um, no, it's been uh been good to do some things outside of racing as well. Um, I need to do some more. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, golf and darts. And yeah. I enjoy this. 
Yeah, it's pretty hard, mate, because obviously you, you're all in on your profession and it's not like something you can sort of half wanted. you got to do all, everything you can and you got to dedicate so much time. Like you talk about Renault, yeah, the yeah. amount of time, it's just hard to find the balance. Yeah, you can do too much as well. And this this was a bit of a problem for me to to find that balance, you know, to, yeah. to have more of a life outside of racing. Um, so that's something I, I'm looking to improve and uh, for the future. Yeah, it's hard because obviously you hear you hear sort of boxers and fighters and and other athletes from sports saying if they they feel like when they're doing that they're sort of like cheating a bit. They're the other guys, you know, they're sleeping and the other guys are working. You know, it's sort of probably hard to get that out of your mind a little bit. That sort of mindset. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You, yeah. but too much is also not good. So yeah, um, like we said, try to find that balance. Uh, yeah, to keep oh, it in your head. Yeah, mate. And um, I'll give you one more and a couple more, actually. And um, yeah, so aims for the rest of the season and anyone in particular you'd like to thank, mate, just before we let you head off. Um, Aims for the season. Yeah, just keep on progressing. Um, it was nice to get this first podium out of the way. Been waiting for this and working for this. So this was nice to get the reward. Um, but sure, we want to keep going. And um, yeah, keep hard charging to the front. Yeah. Any anyone you'd like to thank before we head off, mate? It's uh, it's like exciting times for you, that's for sure. My team and um, yeah, my personal group around me who who support me in good and bad times. So it's um, it's not always um, the sunshine like we saw this weekend. There are also some some tough times. So uh, these people who are there in the tough times really helped me through it. Yeah, awesome, mate. Well, um, thanks for taking the time to have a chat to us. And um, I'll just give the sponsors a quick shout out before we let you go. And yeah, thanks to everyone for listening. We um, hope you enjoyed this one. And we'd like to thank Monster Energy, Box Racing, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, the Cherbies, ASV Performance, Kawasaki, even Strokes for all their support. As without them, none of this would be possible. So thanks again for joining us, Liam, and all the best for the rest of the season. And I uh, hope to catch up with you soon. Yep, no problem. My pleasure.